than nothing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Squad Cobbler. I'm Mike at Official Pagan on everything and joining me tonight and as always. Hi, everybody. This is... Oh, now I'm getting feedback. What's up with that? It's cool. You forgot your name. Don't blame it on the no, feedback. No, I'm getting feedback. Okay. Sure you feedback. are. Hi, that only Kelly hears. I'm going to send you this raw audio and you'll see <laughs> what I'm having to deal with. Hi, everybody. This is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. Pun of the day. I do love the puns of the day. There's a uh, mixed reaction, I have to say. <laughs> are you getting negative feedback from people? Yeah, I mean, on the upside, the death threats are tapering, which is good. because Well, that's always good, yeah. And Although... Most- you could almost argue that the death threats show they really care. They care about something, that's for sure. Well, and most of them have been, it's been a soft rollout. It's like, I'm not saying we kill him, but, you know, but so they're like putting it kind of on the table as maybe this is an option. So we'll see. So I also noticed, and I just kind of wanted to touch on this because I just did it as well. You, you gave in and did the old version of you face app thing. That's correct. So what, what prompted you to do it, and what did you think of your old face? Maybe you should wait till I give my recommendation to discuss that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did I unintentionally give a spoiler there? You did. Oh, nice. This is going to be a, a unique recommendation. Okay. On this. So. Did, you, did you just take pictures of your junk? Again, I think we wait until we get to <laughs> my portion. I think you're going to lead us off. Uh, and then I'll 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 bring us home with the discussion of my recommendation, which may or may not have already been mentioned. Nice, interesting. Okay, so Kelly, are you an arcade guy at all, or were an arcade guy? Were probably past tense, but I used to be quite a bit. Yes. Me too, and really a lot of my childhood memories, the fond ones, take place in arcade. I loved video games, and I particularly loved the ambiance of arcades. And as much as I would like to still be a big gamer, I'm not as much. And when I say gamer, like this, <laughs> this sounds ridiculous saying out loud. I competed in video game tournaments professionally for a while um, when I was in like my early teens and stuff. So I was really, really heavily steeped in, in gamer culture. And then this thing happened. This shift kind of started to happen in games where games weren't as difficult or as much based on skill and actually getting good at the game as they were just longer and longer campaigns. And I think that now with the current generation of systems, and there are games I still play, I do still, in a general sense, keep up with what's going on in gaming, but I really don't have the time to, to game the way that I would like to uh, between the stuff I do in my like normal everyday life and then with Pagan and all the different things that we do over here. There just isn't the time for it. And video games along the way, and we kind of touched on this when we, we talked a little about retro gaming when I did the... Uh, recommendation for the c64 mini i feel like gaming you know difficult games games you actually had to get good at and learn and develop as a skill have been replaced with games that just take a long time you just need to put the hours into it and for me that's just it's first off not appealing and then i just also don't really have the time for it yeah for me kind of the same path kind of classic arcade fair it was a it was definitely highly skill oriented and, and you go through levels and different types of things there, or you'd be kind of competing in things like pole position, where it was basically the same basic concept, but some uniquenesses each, each way through. I do think it, it leveled more into kind of dexterity and skill and memory in, the, in kind of the classic arcade time, and then it became much more of the campaign, as you mentioned, later. 
Yeah, and that, for me personally, and I'm not knocking those games, and obviously there's going to be younger listeners who this is their gaming, this is what they grew up with, and the idea of going back to some of these older games just seem alien to them when they play them. I can remember a few years ago uh, when they reinvigorated the Mega Man game franchise by bringing it back to sort of its 8-bit look and feel with <laughs> to its roots. The game suddenly got extremely hard to the point where they had to put out an upgrade patch to make the games easier because people were complaining who had never played the original Mega Man games, only the later incarnations of it, were complaining that it was too difficult and impossible to beat because that's just a different world that they came from where you just had to play the same parts of a game over and over again and actually get good at that game. So with all of these mini consoles that are coming out and all of the new retro gaming options that are available, one thing I've always wanted was an arcade machine for my house, like an upright arcade cabinet for my house. And as I mentioned on the show, and as we've discussed in our personal lives, I've moved to a new secure bunker location. It is very large. Uh, There's a lot of rooms in it, a lot of rooms in it. So one of those rooms in the back of my mind is like, I'm getting an arcade machine and I'm going to put in one of those rooms. So a while back, I did price out arcade machines. In my mind, I've always wanted my favorite arcade game. The one that I spent the most time playing was Mortal Kombat. So I've always wanted a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet for my home enjoyment a while back i did try and buy an arcade cabinet not mortal Kombat. it was a different game satan's hollow are you familiar with that at all i am not familiar with satan hollow hollow very familiar with mortal Kombat. so satan's hollow was essentially space invaders but with a horror theme instead of sci-fi oh cool it was a really fun game and the cabinet in particular if you can track one down you can find the game pretty much anywhere it's on tons of collections of retro games and things like that you can find it online and of course roms but you can find it pretty easily and readily available if you can look up pictures of the arcade cabinet that was pretty amazing looking it had like an uh, an awning <laughs> overhang thing with black lights and like cool different backlighting features and things like that it, it's just really cool looking so i went to a place that specialized this is years ago went to a place that specialized in classic arcade machines to see if they had one they did not but they assured me they could track one down they did track one down one an exorbitant amount of money for it I did not pay, and they were actually okay with that because the guy who tracked it down was so impressed with it once he actually saw it. He had played the game but never seen the cabinet. He ended up just keeping it for himself. So so it still worked out. He wasn't mad about going through the, the hassle of finding it and was kind of happy he got to keep it for himself. But I still have always wanted an arcade game, and particularly I've always had it set in my head that the next place where I settle down, the place where I'm going to be for a long period of time, which is going to be this place, maybe not the rest of my life, but for a while I'm going to be here getting a Mortal Kombat arcade game. So over the past couple of years, home arcade systems have become a, a growing market. <laughs> With the interest in retro gaming, there are a lot of places who are putting out home arcade machines. You have a number of options available to you. They are cheaper in general than buying one of the original arcade cabinets, which obviously you would still have to do work to. So it's going to be even more expensive than whatever you're putting out for it in the upfront cost. But One of the ones that came out seemed suspiciously more cost-effective than the other ones, and that's Arcade 1-Up. So Arcade 1-Up put out uh, a round of games, classic games, and you get a a, a classic cabinet, a couple games to each cabinet. The cabinets are smaller, so they're only four foot tall, but they make special risers for them that you can put under them that make them the standard arcade cabinet height. But out of the box, they're only four feet tall. Now, they're able to keep the cost so low 
because obviously technology has changed dramatically. So essentially all that's really in these things is a monitor and a hard drive with the game on it. And you put the cabinet together yourself. It comes in pieces in a big box. You have to put it together. So they're able to keep the cost very low by doing it. For the most part, these cabinets run about $300, which is nothing compared to the thousands you could put out on an original arcade unit. So <clears throat> I saw a lot of mixed reviews of the first few games that came out. People really liked the games themselves, they're they're perfect ports of the original arcade games. Uh, nothing changed, no issues with weird ROM things. They're not, you know, home console versions or anything like that trying to be passed off. They're the, the real arcade games. They recreate the arcade cabinet artwork perfectly. All this positive stuff. But then there were some negatives mixed in there, too. Some people didn't like the smaller height. Again, you can remedy that with a riser. They make specialized risers for it. I've also seen custom risers that people have made. But there's also some other issues that people complained about. Some people weren't super fans of the joysticks that they come with. You can switch those out. Not a big deal. And also, in the first round of games that they put out, there's no plastic protector over the joystick area. So for people who were playing a great deal or putting their drinks and things on there, they were messing up the artwork that was on there. To me, that's not Arcade 1-Up's fault. <laughs> if you're putting things on your arcade machine, that's messing up the artwork. But they announced with their second round of games, they would come with plastic shields that would go over that. So if you did choose to put things on there, it's not going to scuff up the artwork on it. Also, too, I decided uh, one of the arcade machines that they put out in their second batch of games was Mortal Kombat. So, of course, something that I had in mind, I was able to track one down. That's another part of the story we'll get to later, how you can get these things. But I was able to get my hands on one, got it into the house, put it together. I am not a handy person, as I've mentioned numerous times. I can barely change out light bulbs. If I do the simplest task, I basically am so proud of myself. I'm taking pictures and sending them to people. Kelly has seen these pictures. I hung a ladder in my barn. I didn't buy the ladder. I didn't bring it to the barn. I didn't put up the pegs to hang the ladder. I literally just lifted the ladder onto there, sent like 20 people pictures. <laughs> Not a handy guy. I was able to put this together myself with minimal help from anybody else. The only thing I needed help with, putting in the monitor is a little bit tricky. And not that I'm super tall, but I'm 6'1". I'm not a small guy. I weigh 250 pounds. So getting into the arcade cabinet to fasten the back of the monitor was difficult. So the much smaller female person in the house was woken up <laughs> late at night. <laughs> Maybe there was the implication of an emergency <laughs> in the lower level of the building. And once they got there, the emergency was I couldn't climb into the arcade unit. They weren't happy, but, you know, they were already awake. So they, they got that taken care of. But for the most part, I was able to do this whole thing myself, which is an enormous feat if you know how unskilled I am at anything like that. I want to say it took me about 45 minutes to put the cabinet together, which means if you're in any way handy, it's probably a 20 minute job at most. <laughs> you could probably knock that out pretty quick. Like I said, I didn't have the issues that, that most people had with this. Now, one thing I will say, the built-in, and again, keep the price point in mind that most of these machines cost about $300. There are a few that are cheaper. There are a few that cost a little bit more. I'll get to that in a second. But for the most part, the average price of these is $300, significantly less than buying an arcade cabinet, a traditional arcade cabinet, and even less than their competitors. You do have to assemble it yourself. 
but it's pretty easy. Everything's clearly labeled to the degree that when I open up the instruction book for it, step one was teaching you how to turn screws. <laughs> it literally shows you how to put the screwdriver into the slit and screw, what direction to turn it. They know their audience. They, they know that it's people like me buying this who don't know how things work. It's super, super simple construction. So then... Righty tighty, lefty. <laughs> basically, yeah. They, they said it less condescendingly in the book, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> Looks really pretty. So the images you see on their advertisements online or in YouTube videos, 100% accurate. These are very, very nice. My one complaint, my one side of my arcade cabinet was scuffed. Um, not something, unfortunately, that I could return for that to the store. Like, hey, can you just replace this one panel for me? As it turns out, though, that is because of the arrangement of the room that is now going to be the arcade. Um, that side is actually up against the wall, so kind of doesn't really matter. But it's still, I know it's there. And it bothers me for that. But it, they look really, really nice. So then it really came down to playing of the game. The joysticks feel great. The button can, the buttons are great. Everything's super responsive. The game looks great. Everything plays back great. The one complaint that they're still getting, there is only one speaker in the cabinets. So they are in mono. They mix the sound, though, so that it does recreate a... It gives you sort of a stereo feel. It doesn't sound mono. They mix it so that stuff does pan more to the left or right to give you the feel of the stereo game without actually being in stereo. I have seen online there are tons of people who have modified these systems, added things to them, including hooking them up to external speakers. So you can do that if it really bothers you. What I will say, my one biggest complaint about it so far, though, uh, my one caveat with it is they are actually way too loud. Way too loud. It doesn't give you traditional volume controls. The volume is they're off, and then there's low and high. Low is too loud. High, the speaker just immediately starts distorting. And if you left it on for very long, you would probably permanently damage the speaker. That is something that some of the future larger machines that they're doing are going to be in stereo. So that's something they're already correcting. And like I said, it does come with a plastic faceplate on it. So one of the things that's interesting is kind of sprung up around this is a lot of people are buying these arcade one-on machines. And again, I can personally now attest to the quality. They're great. I highly recommend them. If that's a good price point for you, you have the space for it, get them. I am getting multiple <laughs> additional ones and turning. So the, the the space that I am living in now is formerly a doctor's office. So, and actually it was numerous doctors. It was like a little medical center <laughs> that, I, that I'm living in. So what was the waiting room is now going to be the arcade. So we're getting a number of these machines along with some other stuff. We're thinking about a skee-ball lane. <laughs> along with the arcade machines. So it can be a full arcade inside there. So that's going to be really cool. It's going to take a lot of time to get together, but Arcade 1UP has done such a great job with this that I trust buying the other cabinets from them that we're interested in. Uh, the next one is probably going to be one that they announced at E3, which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, because that is four players. That's going to be in stereo because it's a larger cabinet, obviously, with four players. But I'm really interested in, in delving more into this. What is sort of interesting and strange about this though and particularly with the arcade one-up games because again there are a number of competitors out there 
for these this this growing home arcade market. What's interesting is there are tons of videos on YouTube of people modding these, and I mean putting thousands of dollars of modifications into these cabinets. And while it looks really cool to me, that defeats the whole purpose of which Rumi specifically to arcade one up, which is the price point that I can build an arcade in my house for a minimal investment compared to putting thousands of dollars into a single arcade machine. Yeah, we're going to yeah. want to make sure that uh, we get a photo of your machine in place to include in the blog post. I will include, uh, so I want to, Mike's talked, Mike and I have talked about this a lot. I'm very interested as well in kind of going down this road. Currently, my light arcade start is about a 1968 pinball machine called Bullfighter. Uh, and uh, I'll include a picture of the highly non-sexist uh, scoreboard <laughs> art that pinball machines in the 60s were known for. And um, we'll get that included in there. And it, it, uh, it's holding up okay, but I'd, I'd really rather go into the mode you're talking about because... When you get into these, it's like uh, it looks like Dr. Frankenstein's lab when you get into the guts of the old pinball machines. And uh, I just would as soon go with more what Mike's going with. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, um, during the process, or it might have been after it was actually built, I did send you a couple of pictures, sort of generally what was happening. And it's, yep. it's very basic. It's just the, the panels, some basic structure to hold it all together. And then you, you sit in the monitor, the joystick, those connect through one wire and there's a little hard drive attached to the back of the monitor. Is the speaker hardwired, or could you swap out a <coughs> decent soundbar or something for that? So the, the speaker is uh, a part of, it, it's like a block that sits in there with the joysticks. So the speaker is a part of that, but if you watch the modding videos, people have added all kinds of external speakers to them. So obviously, it doesn't look like it's that difficult to do. Possibly, as someone's, could you have a couple speaker wires? You could do some stuff there. That'd be cool. Yeah, and, and a lot of the modifications. There's, don't get me wrong. There's tons of modifications out there that seem simple. I personally am going for the sort of retro arcade look, so I'm going to keep the machines more or less stock. I don't want to make it like there are people changing artwork panels, adding backlighting to them. There are there are places now that make custom panels just for arcade one-up machines. I mean, you can go all out and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And a lot of it's really cool. But personally, I just want that stock arcade look because I'm trying to recreate that sort of classic arcade, but in the waiting room here. The only thing I might do, uh, particularly with Mortal Kombat, so... The machines come with more, They you can get cabinets out there that just come with a hard drive loaded with ROMs. That's not what they do. They, again, keep it kind of stock, keep it kind of retro, but you usually get like two or three games with each one. So the Mortal Kombat cabinet also has Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 in there. So Mortal Kombat 3 in particular, I pretty much have to play with the sound off because the speaker just immediately starts cracking because it's a louder game to begin with. So even on the lower setting, that's an issue. So a lot of people have already posted ways that you can get into the programming mode because it is the original arcade game. So for when people used to go into the programming mode, you can go into that and you can kind of inch the volume down a little bit that way. So that's probably the only modification that I'm going to make to it because I do like the actual game sounds. I don't want to play with the volume off, but I don't want to break the speaker. Yeah, I can. So I could reuse uh, some of the photos you sent. It was kind of, I think you gave me one that was like very tail end of it. But if you've, uh, if you've got another one to include, whichever, we'll, we'll definitely get a good one out there. I'll get the bullfighter uh, artwork as well out there. Very cool recommendation. Nice. Yeah, I'll get a good one of the actual full uh, cabinet on the riser. Sweet. And they have this. So where did you buy this? Did you, cause I, I know now they're at Walmart. 
They're at Walmart. So, yeah. They're at Home so, Depot. It, uh, so this is the thing. Um, so you can order them online. There are certain stores are carrying these. Walmart in particular has made deals to be the exclusive brick and mortar for certain games, like some of the more popular games. So Pac-Man, Mortal Kombat, and a few others, they were the exclusives for. Walmart, though, has been really odd about the way that they're handling this. So for Mortal Kombat, for example, they weren't doing pre-orders, which, okay, they were trying to keep it fair, but there was a specific launch date. I don't remember what the launch date was, so I'm going to make up a date. Say it was... May 3rd or whatever it was. Well, Walmart's as they were getting them. And again, it wasn't like they're not manufacturing these by the tens of thousands. So there's there's only so many of them that are getting shipped out in each shipment. So each Walmart might have only gotten one or two. As they were getting them, they just immediately started putting them out. So people were buying them weeks before the actual launch date making it impossible for people who are waiting for that to get them. So I just so happened, I went to sort of out of the way Walmart just because I was nearby, not even looking for this. They had one out. So I I knew, I didn't know how long it was going to be before I got it again. I knew I was going to have all kinds of financial stuff with, you know, moving in here and starting work on the house and all. So I didn't know if the next time I came across it, I would have the disposable income for it. So I just grabbed it when I saw it. Mike and I are trying Skype tonight uh, as we kind of prepare for a post hangouts on air world. Uh, and oddly enough, um, Mike's audio has been good tonight. And every time I speak, uh, the first words out of my mouth are immediately kind of fired back to me as feedback, and I can't really sort that out. So, so apologies if there is some some challenges with the audio on this one. We'll continue to sort it out, but we're going to need to get good at this because this is going to likely be the way we do it down the road. My recommendation this week will be short and convoluted. Uh, Mike managed to spoil it as we started off the conversation. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm over it. The uh, the app uh, it's available for iOS and Android, and it's called. Face app, F-A-C-E-A-P-P, and it does, you very likely, if you're on Instagram, you have seen a flood of the photos from this app coming out that uh, it'll do with, if you don't pay to get the bonus filters, it will do one of two things. You can take a picture of yourself or anyone else where you've got a portrait of them, and you can either age them up or age them down. So you can go either younger or older. Now, my experience so far uh, is that the the younger filters are not quite as impressive. That might be because I, I sport a goatee, and it really struggles with that when it tries to young somebody up. But uh, they weren't really great as from there. But my goodness, when, when you go with the, the older versions, they're pretty amazing. Uh, it's incredible quality, and it's pretty believable uh, in terms of it. And so it's pretty fascinating if you go out and you just... Search on the hashtag FaceApp, or uh, there's a challenge, uh, age age challenge, or something like that. Um, also on Instagram, where you can kind of see uh, some of these there. Uh, it is a tremendously effective app. So my recommendation is download FaceApp, find a good picture of yourself, make yourself old, save that picture, and then uninstall FaceApp. <laughs> so this is going to be my recommendation for for this week. And the reason that I recommend that, and CBS uh, News actually was running articles on this right now, we're not entirely sure what the good folks at FaceApp are doing with your data, because I'm sure all of us read terms of use top to bottom every single time before we accept it and do those things. But my initial impression was FaceApp said, hey, if you use this, we retain rights to the photos that you use, which I'm okay with. If I've got a, a, a normal picture of myself and an aged picture of myself and they want to use that somehow, I'm not going to lose any sweat over that. But what CBS is saying 
and others are saying is, well, actually the terms of use say that when you grant them access to your photo library on your phone, you have granted them access to all of the photos on your phone. You have granted them access to your browsing history uh, and any sort of Alexa data you have as well. So I happen to work uh, in a discipline that is involved with advertising where kind of knowing where somebody's been is helpful to kind of say, hey, you're looking for X. Maybe I can show you an advertisement about X or something comparable to X for you to consider to buy. Uh, but they, they seem to possibly be going pretty deep in there. Don't want to necessarily cast dispersions on them overall. But I think while the capability is incredibly cool, and Mike did it as well, uh, and so I will we'll include in the blog post both, if Mike, if you're cool with it. Aged yes. Mike, aged Mike, aged Kelly, uh, and and do that. But I uninstalled it tonight. <laughs> just just on say, hey, I got what I wanted. I did that. I do think when I look at it, I go, that's pretty viable because it's it, uh, pretty reminiscent of what my father looked like as, as he got into the older years. I go, hey, that seems pretty close. It's an amaz- It's amazing what they can do with uh, the technology today. It's super fun to do. We've had some of the Snark Alex. Uh, Aaron Ellers has, has done it, and his is amazing. <laughs> it's super cool, and there's a bunch of other ones out there. So I do recommend you do it. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. But after you get one that you like, you might want to either explore further what have you signed off on them having access to and determine if that's an app you want to keep on your phone. Because the other kicker is that there's a potential that this thing continues to run even when you have the app shut down so that it's kind of constantly pulling some additional data, which they promise not to sell, but they do indicate they could make available to advertisers. Interesting. So as you were saying that, I uninstalled it. Good call. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, my phone is just filled with band-related stuff, videos of women slapping each other, and text messages to Corey's mom. But, you know, still, I don't need to give them additional access to anything. So I did uninstall that. Um, so you tap, you touched on something I thought was interesting. So I, I did try the younger version, and it was just basically like a blown-out <laughs> look to my face uh, to, I guess, make me look younger. The older, though, is is odd so i don't know kelly you've never seen pictures of my dad right i have not okay so my dad actually came to a snark stock but you weren't at that one so that's my dad (laughs) that that older version like if my dad grew his beard in that's my dad when i posted the one that i did uh on instagram and facebook twitter my brother on facebook commented back basically saying hey so that's like a slightly wrinklier version of dad (laughs) you know because yeah it's a Mine's a little more wrinkly around the eyes, but my that's my dad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty amazing stuff. I I think it's you know I'm I'm not gonna you know declare that they've got ill intentions and all those types of things, but it does appear that their access to your content might be slightly more robust than you ideally want. Uh, so I think take advantage of this amazing technology to do it because it's super cool to to run and do that one. But then once you're done, give give some consideration to saying okay. That that's done. Check <laughs> and then uninstall. Yeah, and what it, what is interesting about it too? It, it's fun. I'm gonna have fun sort of showing this to people because people who know my dad, um, my dad does occasionally come out to things. He has been to some pagan shows. He went to a snark stock, and I I will introduce him to people and stuff like that. And you know, people will say that they don't. They they either do or don't see the resemblance between us. But if you saw age specific photos of my dad, like where he was the same age that I am, that you're looking at me, 
we look very much alike. So this really, for those people who don't see it, I think they'd see it now, <laughs> the aged version. It's fascinating to kind of see what um, what this stuff can do. And and spooky when you kind of go, yeah, that that's pretty darn close. Because I went back and after my brother's comment, I went back and looked and I go, yeah, I get that. I kind of I kind of get that. So it's pre- it's pretty cool. And it's fun. I'm just not not sure long-term retention of the app is the smartest move to make. Yeah, and honestly beyond this, like there's there's really nothing I would do with it. I don't really like those those sort of like gimmicky filters like that. Like this was was fun like aging it up kind of thing, but like a lot of the the different filters and things I don't really do that. Like I'll do on Instagram like I'll adjust the color or maybe make it black and white or something like that. But to me what I like about Instagram is being able to kind of show everybody what we're doing. So I don't, I don't want to really like throw a bunch of like filters that kind of change the image if that makes sense. Yep. And so that's why like that's my social media platform of choice because like especially now like usually like once a year we'll do at least a small tour and so we're going to some country doing something and I can post a lot of pictures of that and kind of show you guys what we're seeing instead of just tell you about it. So you know what we're not doing today Mike is we're not telling people they should go to youtube.com <laughs> slash K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L subscribe, hit notify when new videos come out, because there's a few more coming out. We're getting all the nurture and sports. That's back up and running. And uh, Squat Cobbler's out there. So would greatly appreciate you subscribing to the YouTube channel, where we put a lot of our content out. And um, that's something Mike and I should be saying at the beginning of the show, and we missed it again. <laughs> we'll get there. We're old men now. That's right. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, it's hard for us to remember these, these newfangled subscribe things and such. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I love love your recommendation. I do think people will have a lot of fun with mine. Kind of recommend the uninstall afterwards, but uh, a couple good recommendations for this week. So we'll be back again soon for some either recommendations or playlists or music talks. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everyone.